Let's uh, pray together. Gracious God, thank you for your written word. Speak to us in this moment. Uh, Let each of us and let uh, us as a community hear your word for us, how it applies, how it's to, to lead us to be training in you and in your ways of life so that we are ready um, when the battle rages. We are ready uh, when the the curtain parts. We're we're ready when the whistle blows. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Titus chapter 2 starting with verse 11. For the grace of God has appeared bringing salvation to all, training us to renounce impiety and worldly passions, and in the present age to live lives that are self-controlled, upright, and godly, while we wait for the blessed hope and the manifestation of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, He it is who gave Himself for us that He might redeem us from all iniquity and purify for Himself a people of His own who are zealous for good deeds. In 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 7. Have nothing to do with profane myths and old wives' tales. Train yourself in godliness. For while physical training is of some value, godliness is valuable in every way, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You know, we've got some of our own superheroes here, not just uh, Luke Skywalker. And uh, we who train physically for, for different things. And, and I, so I asked Matt Wilbur to come and share with us just a little bit. He's going to run a marathon next uh, weekend. And so I asked him to, to come share a little bit of how the, the physical training and, and then how that relates to his own uh, spiritual um, life. And as you know, he, he spoke with us uh, last January that uh, Matt has a long history of running, um, but he stopped running after he was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease for a little while, but then God called him back um, to run. So, uh, Matt, will you come uh, share with us um, a little of the the, the training and uh, um, how it relates physically and spiritually. Thank you, brother. Good morning. Like Drew said, next week on Sunday, my daughter Kristen Martin, who's sitting down here, and myself, and Mike Dubin who, from Ann Arbor, Michigan, who some of you got a chance to meet last January, will be running together, along with 47,000 other runners, through the streets of New York in the New York City Marathon. We're running the marathon for the same reason we have for several years, and that's to try to raise funds for the Michael J. Fox Foundation for Parkinson's Research. This race is important to us because, the truth said, I have Parkinson's disease. And two weeks ago, Mike Dubin's father passed away after a long battle with Parkinson's disease. And it seems like ever since 
Philippides picked up that message on the battlefield, ran 26 miles over the fields of Marathon in ancient Greece with a single word message for the emperor, Nike, victory, and fell dead on the spot. There always seems to be a mystique about the marathon. Let me clear something up. The marathon is long and hard and painful. You can't cheat the marathon. If you don't train properly for months and years through a variety of disciplines, there's going to come a point during the race where it's going to break you down and make you face your weaknesses and your fears. You're going to find out just how strong a person you really are. But the marathon is not as difficult as the training it takes to get prepared. All the different disciplines. The di disciplines like hill training, hill repeats, mile repeats, interval training, tempo runs, uh, rehearsal runs, and of course the long run. There were several times this summer where I would run for four to five hours straight, get up at four o'clock in the morning to avoid the heat of the day. But these things are not sacrifices. They're just things you have to do as long as you understand why or who you're training for. You know, this summer, several times my wife would say to me, why do you run these marathons anyway at your age and as slow as you run? I do run slow. But the answer, you know, she says, why don't you make it easier on yourself and just run a 10K or a half marathon? Well, the answer was quite simple. You know, because of the experiences I've had in the last couple of years, I'm convinced that at this point in my life, this is exactly what God wants me to be doing. It's not a sacrifice. When I played basketball in high school, I wasn't a star like Drew. <laughs> I was just one of those guys that came in off the bench, and I really wasn't very good. You know, but I was also the kind of player that would dive on the floor for a loose ball, battle for a rebound, take the charge, and there wasn't a wall in the gym I wouldn't run through for my coach. Why? Because I knew that he knew that I wasn't very good. <laughs> and yet that man wanted me on his team with all those stars. I would do anything for that man. It wouldn't be a sacrifice. And when I think about Christian life, I think that um, it's more than just knowing that I've got a get-out-of-hell-free card in my back pocket. I know that God knows that I'm not a very good person. And despite that, he still wants me on his team with all those stars. You know, although I'd rather be just as happy to sit on the bench with all those guys and watch them perform, I keep hearing this voice in my, in my ears saying, Wilbur, get in the game. I'd do anything for him, and it wouldn't be a sacrifice. You know, I'm, I'm a little, I think that the Lord is a little less concerned about the sacrifices we make. He's more concerned about us, us becoming a sacrifice, a living sacrifice. No matter how hard you train, no matter how many disciplines you go through, no matter how prepared you think you are, the physiological truth is that our bodies can only create as much glycogen or fuel for the muscles for a person to run 20 miles. That's it. I know there are times in all of our lives where we feel like we don't have enough strength to carry on, to see the race to the end. So where does the strength come from to see the race to the end? It comes from within. Have you not learned? Have you not heard? Those who trust in the Lord will regain their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run not grow weary. They will walk and not faint.
Now, we're all on a journey to the finish line. It takes a lot of strength and training to see the race to the end. But, so enjoy your race. Run the race as if to win the prize. Not that I've accomplished that yet, but one thing I do, forget about what's behind. Strength toward what's ahead. And press on toward the goal to win the prize which God has called us for, heavenward for. In Christ Jesus, amen. They'll, uh, and uh, Matt will be, um, and Kristen, and uh, will be in the uh, atrium um, uh, to talk with them further, to find out about how to participate with uh, Team Fox, and uh, we continue to pray for them as they run um, the race on uh, next weekend. <clears throat> the uh, battle... The race that, that we're in requires each of us to train with the, the same energy, the same intentionality, the same focus. It's not just Luke Skywalker, it's not just Matt Wilbur, but Jesus himself trained spiritually for his battle. Uh, Jesus trained in the way that we're talking about today when it comes to being silent when it comes to being alone, when it comes to fasting. As you, you read through the Gospel of Luke, he starts off his ministry 40 days without eating alone in the wilderness in order to prepare, in order to train, in order to be strengthened, in order to experience essences of the battle that he's going to face for the next three years. And then we're told throughout the Gospel... It is regular occurrence that Jesus would get away to the mountain. That he would go to the garden to be alone. Just before his greatest battle at the cross, went to the garden and then separated himself from the disciples and there met alone with his uh, heavenly father. If we are seeking to be like Jesus, if we want to follow Him, then we are in the, the same need that Jesus had in the fullness of His humanity of training for godliness. By taking time of denying ourselves food, speaking, and company with others. I mean, Paul is clear to Titus and to Timothy. Train up for the ways of godliness. You are in training for the good works, being a part of the team that Jesus is pulling together, who He will welcome home when He returns, but who for now are training for the good works of the ways of heaven. These particular exercises, these particular ways of training, I think teach us, build our capacity in a couple of ways. Just like doing um, whatever mile repeats are. I, I don't even want to know, I don't think. But, but just like those build up our lung capacity. You know, just like a bench press builds up our 
strength capacity. These disciplines of denying ourselves build up our capacities specifically in our ability to say no. My experience of fasting, of taking time, of not eating, has built my capacity to say no to my appetites. I still remember the first time that you know I didn't eat, made it through a meal, and survived an hour later. <laughs> wow. But that is not a message not a something that we get to practice regularly to say no to our own appetites. That's not a message of the world that tells us you can say no to food. You can say no to sex. You can say no to buying this or that. You can say no to stuff. You can say no to money. You can say no to fame. I never had that option, but if it happens, I know that I have the building the capacity to say no. This is a a practice that helps us build that capacity to say no to the ways of the world. Exactly what Paul was telling Titus and Timothy. He's building up a team that can say no to impiety, that can say no to the ways of the world in order to say yes to the ways of Jesus. In order to say yes to the ways of being upright of being godly, of being self-controlled. The the discipline of being silent builds my capacity, builds our capacity for being and not having to speak when I'm somewhere else. It builds my capacity for not having to defend myself And for the firstborn of four children, that's a real natural habit that I developed with my, or with, of four siblings, with my own brothers and sisters. What a freeing habit that being silent before God. Being silent also then builds my capacity to not listen to myself, to not listen to those around. Being in solitude builds my capacity then to be still and to know, and to listen for that still, small voice. I think it is crucial, these particular disciplines, especially in in this age, right? I mean, when I have right here, man, I can call home, I can call any lifeline that I want, I can see what the scores were last night, I can transfer money from one account to another, I I can take pictures of you, I can play videos, whatever I want. Matter of fact, my my phone number is in the uh, bulletin, um, in the hot off the press, and the first one to ping me gets a, a, a prize. You can ping me, ring me, ding me, you know, with all the noises that are around us. Now, how crucially important it is to unplug. Yeah, very good. Sam, you win. <laughs> Sam wins. And what you win, Sam, is a free CD of the prayer experience for this week. Yeah, you don't have to. You're the first one. 
You don't, don't. <laughs> That's right. You don't, don't have to. Now, the rest of you can get uh, one of these on your way out, or better yet, also in the hot off the press is the strongchallenge.com, and you can just go straight to that place. You can download the MP3 and uh, put it on your player, phone. I mean, I got music, books on this right here, whatever I need, right? Right here. But you can, uh, that's it, just one. That's right, you lost. Sorry, son. <laughs> you even had me on speed dial. How oh, slow. <laughs> uh, but uh, for those of you that don't know what an MP3 means, um, don't worry about it. Um, but you can grab a CD on uh, your way out. There's um, those, or like I said, go to Strong Challenge, which is then a, um, and uh, you know, I'll tell you, one of the cards this week, one of the exercises for silence, solitude, and, and fasting is to skip a meal. And you know, I, I hesitate to say this because this is sort of like um, you know, one of the curses of the age, being overly efficient and multitasking. But you can skip a meal, and at that same time, during that lunch hour, you got about 30 minutes, that's when you can do the prayer experience. And you see how it works um, together, and you've got two cards in one. Um, but allow that fasting and that time and that um, saying no at that point in order to say yes to the, very, to the presence of, of God, to listening for God's voice. Now, my guess is that this kind of... Uh, the, these particular exercises that, that are particularly um, challenging can engender guilt. But I want you to notice what Paul says brings about this training back in Titus. The the very beginning, he he tells us what brings about this training in godliness. It is the grace of God. It is the very gift of God to train us in the ways of godliness. I mean, Matt, you're so right. This isn't a sacrifice. This is the way to life. Yes, it means we say no to the ways of the world. It means we say no at times to our own appetites within us so that we can say yes to God. And sometimes it even means getting up at four in the morning so as to get out of the heat of the day in order to do it because it's so important that we be trained in the ways of godliness. But it's not one that engenders guilt because there will be failure. There there will be failure. There will be pain. There will be times when you wake up and this is the day you're going to fast and the next thing you know you're halfway through breakfast. Oops. Or you're just in the middle of it and the hunger pangs are just too great and so you break down and have a cracker. You know, give yourself a break, God does. I mean, push comes to shove... God's not going to love you any more or any less because you do any of these particular exercises. It's not something of earning God's favor. It is because of God's grace and mercy that we step into in the brokenness of our humanity, in the face of the lies of the world around us and the the wily works of the evil one in our midst. That we have such a battle. That it takes training that it takes intentionality in order to be silent. In order to say no 
in order to get away. So know that there will be failure and know that it, it, it just take little steps too. I mean, you don't go run a marathon next weekend because you heard from Matt. Don't do it. Right? It's just not the way that it works, but a little bit at a time. And then the, only, the other thing, and the, the reason we have small groups is that, you know, the, the best thing, again, for physical exercise, to be a part of a class, to meet with somebody, to, to have a game that's regularly scheduled, that's why we meet in small groups. That's why we meet here, so that we encourage, support, help one another in this training in the ways of Jesus. But remember, remember the why. It's not to accomplish a task. It's not you know, to finish a card. That's not why we're doing it. We are doing it in order to grow in Christ. We are doing it in order for Him to be alive in us so that we can, as we're about to experience, die to self and be raised in Him in our everyday life. That's why we participate in this. So that when game time comes, we're better prepared. So that when the, the curtain opens, we're, we're, we're ready. So that when the whistle blows, we, we know the plays. And we've, we've built up the capacities. We've built up our spiritual muscle. This last couple of weeks, we've uh, had... Uh, um, a number of remembrances here in Cincinnati and in my hometown in Birmingham and throughout the country for uh, a, a minister who showed great spiritual strength in his life. Reverend Fred Shuttlesworth, in, in order to oppose evil, to, to work for the ways of Christ in our nation, faced personal threat over and over again. Faced beatings, imprisonment, dogs set on him, fire hoses at his face. His church was bombed. His home was bombed. His children were threatened. Yet because of a strength that had been built in him, he was able to stand strong. For the ways of Jesus. I want to be like Fred Shuttlesworth. I want to be like Matt Wilbur. I want us to be strong in Christ. And at times, it, it takes training. It takes the intentionality of doing the, the disciplines and exercises that the church has been doing, that Jesus did in order to be in tune with our loving Heavenly Father, to, to engage and receive His power and let it flow through us so that whatever we face, we might be strong. Amen.